This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Welcome to Cottage Talk full-time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Emilio Dinell, who was at Craven Cottage today. This is our initial reaction to the 3-0 Fulham loss against Bournemouth. This was another very bad loss for Fulham, and we're just going to share our initial reactions to it. Emilio, you just came from the match. Let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> well, where do I start, really, to be honest? It's a dismal... We look for the side obviously devoid of commoners. We just looked depleted. We just looked hungerless. We just had no energy, no fight, no spirit, no passion, no nothing. You know, we we gave Bournemouth far too much respect, and we just sat back. We pre- we didn't press enough, and we made Bournemouth look very very good. And let's not let's be very clear. Bournemouth are an established Premier League team now. You know, same we yeah. said with Crystal Palace at the beginning of the season. We lost two nil. This felt a bit like the Palace game. Playing against an organised team, yep. very that's a good comparison. Good, good passing, established Premier League team, and we 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 came up short. But today, just you know, those guys around me saying we could have played for hours and hours and hours, and we wouldn't have scored a goal today. I totally so, agree um, with that. Totally agree. Just, My first thought. Mm. I'm glad that you talked about the pressing because I did a show view of the opposition, and I I asked my guest how does Fulham beat Bournemouth, and the first thing he said, press us, make us make mistakes and whatever reason Emilio the philosophy in this match I think was to be more defensive I think Savisa has heard all of the criticism of of all the goals given up and I think he might have gone a little bit too far the other side instead of trying to find the balance this wasn't the balance to me this was more 
so concerned about what they did. He wasn't yeah. enough concerned about what yeah. Fulham could do. And I think yeah. we suffered from it. We had no flow, my friend. This was not- worrying way too much about Bournemouth and not enough about how we play. Yeah, that's very, very, very true. I don't disagree with any of that. I, I just even a form, even a starting formation. You know, was it right. two? Did we start three, five, two? I, it just felt that we were just hoping. It was just like putting players, eleven players on the pitch, and hoping for the best. You know, there's that's just right. too much. There's, there's something not quite right in the dressing room. There's obviously Tim Ream's statement the other day that bothers me significantly. That worries me significantly. There's probably players out there on the pitch in the dressing room who are probably not playing for the for the club or for the coach. You know, there's, there's, there's definitely some of that going on. Um, yes, Shai Khan's back to coach, but you can't keep going out then and getting hammered 3-0 against a mid-table Premier League team. No disrespect to Bournemouth. They're an established Premier League team. They play good football. They passed the ball well today. They outplayed us and even outpossessed us as well. And that's, that's a miracle. That, you know, I couldn't believe point. that, Emilio. You know, when I looked so, at halftime, I was know, shocked by that uh, stat. Not no. good. We just didn't have any movement, no flow. And as much as I like Kamara, he's hard, he's hard working. He's, he tries to stretch defence, but it was obviously quite clear that wasn't working. And my biggest gripe is you had Savita the chance to change it at half time. Take Kevin McDonald off, who was like a headless chicken, and there were a lot of headless chickens out there today. Yeah. Take Kevin McDonald off, put Tom Kenny on immediately. Nope, he persevered. We did look a little bit better, sort of pushing forward. Mensa made a good run. Sessignon was getting forward. And then Kenny comes on, and what the hell are you, you doing? Taking, putting Kevin McDonald in central defence? What an absolute clown, sorry. I'm, I'm baffled. Yeah. That, that yeah. was a turning point for me. One nil down, Kenny coming on, leading the, t- the team on the pitch. You've still got a chance to get something out of this game. But no, you put the, probably our worst player on the pitch, Kevin McDonald, into central defence, and it was all downhill after that. You know, really where's, where's Vieta? Where's the Vieta? Put Vieta on. Put some technical, somebody who's quick, got good technical expertise. No, you play, you play a passive, sideways passing game with average to poor players being retained in this squad. And uh, to be honest, and that, that was for me was a turning point of the game. The one, one nil down, you're still in the game, and you still keep your headless chicken of Kevin McDonald, who I loved a bit, but out of this depth in this division, you put him in central defence. What the hell are you doing, mate? It was... Um... Very strange, again, how this whole thing went down because you and I were messaging back and forth at halftime. And I believe you said take off McDonald, take off Kamara, and bring on uh, – I can't remember who, who you said. Yes, the Eto'o and Kearney. The Eto'o and Kearney, right? And I think that would have been a positive move. I, I think that mm-hmm. there would have been some positivities to that, and I think you could have worked out your formation from that point on. And I've seen him do this before, at halftime do it. But he waited until 60 minutes in. Now, I have a feeling maybe that was the plan all the time to bring Kenny yeah. on 60 minutes in. I, I understand that. But like you said, to take LaMarchand off and keep McDonald on. And McDonald was having a, just not a great match. And then, of course, yeah. And then, of course, you know, I was thinking, why are you keeping Kamara on? So the decision making by Savisa Jokanovic, yeah. I, I agree with you, was poor today. And poor today, and it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm staying neutrally. I'm not going, I'm not in the slab in or slab out. Okay, I yeah. don't want to talk about that today, but you know, I'm, I will judge the team based on performances. We've exactly, that's what we're doing forward, here. A million. And we need to get another 35 points. You know, you'll be lucky to get another point, they'll learn another 35 to stay in this division. So something has to change. Where you know, defensive, you know, we've, we've t- t- 
talked at length on show after show about the, the frailties of this squad. But yep. looking at today's game against Bournemouth, a game you'd expect or need to be winning at the beginning of the season, you look at the fixtures and you say, OK, Bournemouth, Premier League established team, but you want to win. That needs to be one of your eight or nine home games that you win. So Crystal Palace needs to be one of eight or nine home wins of the season. Similarly with Watford, those three teams that you'd expect to get points, you've only got one out of nine. Right. That's, that's, that's a worrying statistic for me. These home games are passing us by. We're not getting enough points on the board. And today's team, it just felt like, to me, it felt like I'm not playing for you. I'm not playing for this team. I don't believe in your tactics. I don't believe in this formation. And, you know, I don't want to be playing for Fulham Football Club. That's what it felt to me. Just, I mean, something's, okay. not quite, something's not quite right. The body language. I just don't think is, that they're playing together as a team. I don't think that, no. again, the parts aren't all working together the way that Savisa wants them to play. They certainly did not play today, Emilio. And what was interesting, because, again, I I was hearing, obviously, commentary during the match, and the commentary was actually kind of spot on here, and I'll just mention this to you, because whenever Fulham had possession, and if you look at the possession the second half, even with Kearney on, Bournemouth were not really troubled. They weren't troubled. We were moving the ball. We were looking dangerous, but they were not troubled. They were comfortable. And I think the result of that is they were waiting for a Fulham mistake they got it, and they killed off the match, my friend. Time and time again, our passing today was abysmal. I know Marshawn yes. didn't have the best game. His passing was woeful, to say the least. But yep. to be honest, I didn't think he was our worst player on the pitch. There were worst performers on that pitch. And, you know, I don't think that was where we were being hurt. We, we were too passive in midfield, too slow. Way too especially first yes. half, not protecting. You know, basically, Kevin McDonald just fast. Too, it was like a headless chicken, as someone kept telling yep. me on the behind me and I, I, that's stuck in my mind now and I just unfortunately can't get it out of my head now but it just we just lacked drive passion as soon as Kenny came on and Ferry was partnering him then there was a bit more movement a bit more a bit more belief there a bit more understanding of the players and you sent, you saw a different series Ferry was sort of you know waking up the, the right side of bed and suddenly a different player for the first hour that's of right. the game and, you know but Putting McDonald into that centre defence, sorry, that was suicidal. You, you, that wasn't a positive move, a positive substitution, when you're still trying no, to chase wasn't. the game and win it. That, that's my gripe. And then it all went and down. I'm not, and I'm that. actually right there with you, Emilio, because it seems like he was trying to be, again, try to play both worlds. I've been talking about balance, and, and I want him to find the balance for this team. But when you're trailing 1-0, you have to go for it. You, yeah, you, you yeah. need to be assertive. and. I think he was trying to be both, and I think and I think he got it wrong. I think he totally got yeah. it wrong. And, you know, if you look at the possession by Bournemouth compared to Fulham's, how attacking it was, how dangerous they were mm-hmm. every time they got the ball. Going down Fulham's right side, their left side, very dangerous. Frazier, mm-hmm. I was warned, was the player that if he played well, Bournemouth played well. Yeah. Emilio, yeah. he played very well. And, you, and what's similar to this game – very, very synergies with the Crystal Palace game at home. I remember saying after that game. No, I agree. I totally it felt agree. Like with it was an FA Cup tie, championship team playing a established Premier League team, and today it felt exactly the same. It felt like we're a championship yep. team compete playing yep. against a pre- established and very organised Premier League team. And let's, let's give Eddie Howe a lot of credit here. His defect, there were times six or seven people in their defence just trying to protect their lead. You know, they gave yep. us no space. So we, did, but we didn't have enough quality to engineer something, you know, whilst they had seven soldiers literally all lining up in defense. Emilio, that's a disciplined team. That's a very disciplined team that can defend, and then they attack on the counter with numbers. And that was the thing that I was, again, warned about, that 
and I watched it on all these highlights, is that the minute they got the ball, they were going forward, and it wasn't just one. It would be three and four, and that's what we saw here. Exactly. And then we could – and you could – this is, you know, over several seasons, Eddie Howe in the Premier League, he's invested. He's, 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 put, he's established himself in this division. Yep. They, they play to a certain system, and, you know, it's working. So when you've got, when you've got players playing for each other and playing to their strengths, it's a bit like Roy Hodgson did with us 10, 10 years ago. You know, we, he yep. got the best out of average players. And, you know, I still think this squad of players on paper is a good squad. Now, why we're not winning and why we're conceding three goals every game on average, there's something not quite right there. You know, I don't think I totally we're, bad, agree. we're not a bad squad, but have we got the right person in charge leading the team week in, week out, who's getting the best out of these players? And maybe, maybe that's what we need to start looking at because we can't keep losing by three goals every home game and away game and expect to stay in this division. So something has to change. And if it doesn't happen soon, then... The, the dream of staying in the Premier League may be, uh, may be sh- short-lived. Well, again, I'm not going to say this because people keep asking me, Ross, say we're in a relegation battle. I will say that if we are in the relegation zone on Boxing Day. If that's where we are, then, Emilio, we are legitimately there. That's where we were in 2013. I understand that. But there's an opportunity, and I'm glad that you said this, because I think there's a talent to turn around. Something's not right. If there are fans that want to point at the manager saying that the manager is not getting it right. I certainly understand it. He needs to figure this out. I don't want to get rid of Savisi Okanovic. I'm in that camp, but I will criticize him when he manages this way. I think it's fair too. You've already done it. I'm doing it, but Mm -hmm. I think that he needs to figure out exactly what's wrong because it's not functioning correctly. It started to function better when he, Brought mm-hmm. Kearney on. So you have to ask yourself, what worked well once he had Kearney on compared mm-hmm. to what happened prior? Because it didn't work. We've seen them play free and football already in the Premier League. That was not what we saw in the first half, Emilio. For some yeah, reason, they, they came out very passive. And yeah, I but, think that yeah. that was a reaction to all the negativity about the goals. Yeah, and I'm just thinking again. I mean, we're home. This, yeah, this is it. This this division doesn't take any prisoners. You know, we made no. a, You know, Mensa made a naive mistake. Penalty one nil. You know, you know, in in the second and third goals again. You know, bad passing, bad you know, bad misplaced passes. You know, you can't afford to keep giving the ball away cheaply yep. in this division. Championship, you get away with it. This level, absolutely not. And yep. you know, we're we're being found out. This is an experiment that's failing miserably. Right so now, something has to change. Change your formation, change your strategy, do, do play a little bit different. But if Slavisa only has one way of playing, and we've only seen one style of playing in the last two or three seasons, that's not going to get keep you in this division. That's the bottom line. Right, but he has to be able to... Something has to change. Yes, yeah, something has to change. But Emilio, I think going to a change, the, what he put out against Bournemouth is not the right way. Because, I, I, I again, I think that was more of a reaction. I know 4-4-2... Can obviously can be quite effective and and be very you know uh, offensive minded, but in this case against this team, I thought it was the wrong formation because it mm. takes away our creativity in the middle. Yeah, I just thought we didn't we didn't have enough quality. Scherler was the bright spark in the first half, looking lively, looking he had a you know nice shot on goal and it went straight to the keeper. Either side of the keeper that was gone in the back of the net, but yep. he was a he was a bright spark in that first half, you know. Yep. You, know, fact, you know, the keeper, Rico, made a good save second half, you know, to keep the game at 1-0. You know, let's not yep. forget that. You know, Kenny coming on was another bright moment. You know, his first touch was a beautiful ball out to Mensa. Yep. Wide. 
Um, but other than that, you know, I'm not sure what other positives there are there, to be honest. It's, it's, I'm, there I'm aren't that many. To, I'm struggling no. to think. You know, I'm not no. going to be, don't ask me who's the man of the matches, because I don't think <laughs> there is one for me, you know. But I will say, Kamara, give him his due. I think, you know, yeah. I didn't think he should have played today. He no. should have been taken off half time. But in his defence, he did try second half. He ran at the defence. He, he tried, tried to stretch him. He, with his limitations, he tried his best. You know, whilst the team is devoid of confidence, but overall, right, now, right? But but Emilio, right now he's not a Premier League player. I think we're no, seeing no. that and he's not a Premier League player. And before we go, my friend, because I, I do want to wrap this up soon, and I want to get your final thoughts before we go. I, I just want to talk about this because these are in my initial thoughts. The uh, situation with Fosu Mensa, I want everyone to watch the replay on that. That was a penalty. I truly believe that if you see the replay, you'll, I think you're going to feel that way. And then in the reverse, it was a complete and utter dive by Abubakar Kamar. I mean, this was I mean, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. This was blatant. Yeah. And I, I want to tell you, this was blatant. And I understand why he got a yellow. That's all I'm going to say. You watch it back. I know when you're there, you probably can't get a good view of it. But when you see the replay mm. of it, this was a bad dive by Abubakar Kamar. Yeah, but so I, just want, I just want to mention I mean, that. Very disappointing. But overall, I just see you know, something has to change, you know, otherwise, yes. you, know, it's, it's, you know, we're not going to, you can't dig yourself out of trouble, continue to play that, that style of football. Something needs to change. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but we, perseverance isn't going to get you very far. You know, we're being battered and bruised week in, week out. And we're persevering with players who, frankly, are out of their depth. And maybe the coach is out of his depth. Maybe there's, there's, a, there's a question mark there starting to come out. But my well, view is... Yep. You've got Brighton over Albion two, a year and a half ago. They had an average team. They came into the Premier League, survived last season because they played to their strengths and to Chris Hughton's strengths. Organised, disciplined, yep. and not getting battered three or four nil every week. And that, that, was a re- that was a successful recipe. But this recipe isn't working for us. And I'm, I'm frightened that we're going to get relegated. You know, relegate, okay. we, are in the, we are in the bottom six teams who will be relegated. So I can't, unless we start to miraculous turn this around, change structure, change formation, change yep. strategy. Uh, there's no way out of it. So we're, we're in a relegation battle, I'm afraid, Ross. That's my view. Okay, well, I'm not going there yet, but please feel free to do that. Max did it last week. I don't have any issue with someone saying that. I will say this, Amelia. I'm glad that you brought up Brighton, and then, and then we're going to wrap this up. Because what I keep holding on to, and I know there are people that think that I'm, I'm too much glass yeah. half full, is that I look at the match against Brighton. I look at the match against Burnley. And I say to myself, where's that team? Where is that team? Because that is the team that I'm thinking that we should be seeing against Bournemouth. You know, and that to me is is what I'm searching for. Savisa needs to figure out what his best team is. Go back and 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 watch the better moments of Fulham and and adapt that to what's been going wrong, and then put your best team on the pitch each and every week. I agree. You know, because I understand all the negativity. I understand wanting to sack him. I, I get why people are talking about that right now. I don't want to sack him. I want him to figure this thing out because there is some moments in this season where you can say, who Fulham can be in the Premier League. He needs to find that team each and every week. The team that we saw today, you said this to me off air, championship team, a team that yeah. will get relegated. I will say that if they play like this, they will get relegated. I'm not afraid to say that. I just hope that this is not the Fulham team we see for the entire season. All right, my friend, let's let's do wrap this up. Give me your final thoughts and 
and we'll uh, end this uh, full-time show. Well, let's just you know, let's just forget, let's forget this. This will not live in the memory for for forever, unfortunately. So, um, dismal. I think we've we've discussed at length. I think yep. let's just look forward to the Huddersfield game, and that could be the turning point of the season for for one for one or many reasons. So, um, let's look forward to that, and then we re- we can reflect on what happens after that. But yep. We need to start getting points on the board. So, you know, yeah. stop defending the club, the coach, the players. Results and points keep you in this division. I totally agree with you. Got five, so let's start, let's, we need to be worried. If anyone out there is not worried, then then message me. <laughs> well, I'm worried. I'm just not panicked. I think there's a difference. I'm worried because, again, it, it's a results league. You have to get the results. You have to get the points. So I'm not going to say I'm not. <laughs> you know, I'm just not panicked. I'm worried. I, I will be panicked on Boxing Day if this is the same team. Then I'll be panicked. So. That's just the way I roll. But let's uh, wrap this up, my friend. For Emilio Donnell, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.